questions before we begin? So we're on chapter two of the Bhagavad Gita. And this chapter, especially the topics we're covering at the moment, deals with the knowledge of Atman, Brahman, the self, God. And any knowledge of the higher is regarded as knowledge of the truth, the highest knowledge, the deepest spiritual knowledge you will gain. In fact, the first two verses we're going to cover today, 19 and 20, are directly from the Upanishads. They're from the Gato Upanishad. So that's the highest philosophy known to man, Upanishads. As I've mentioned before, the Upanishads talk directly about Brahman, about God. What is God? And the description is given by people who have reached that state of self-realization. They've reached that state of oneness with the pure consciousness, and then they're describing that experience in the Upanishads. So that is the highest. They're out of this world become one with the pure consciousness. And then they're trying to explain to us what that state is, what God is, what Brahman is. That's why it's regarded as the highest philosophy. We're going to go straight into it. Because, you know, this is quite deep and I want you all to uh, be able to absorb it. So we're going to cover verse 19, 20, and 21 today. In this chapter, we're taking it just a few verses at a time because it's, there's a lot of depth to it. Uh, once, we be, once we get into the other chapters, then we'll be taking more verses in one go. So 16, 17, and 18, we covered last week. Verse 16 said, Krishna said, Tarjuna, this world is unreal. It's an illusion. Only Brahman, God, is real. And people, men, women of realization, see this truth. They understand this truth. Verse 17 said, this reality, Brahman, that pervades this world, God, is indestructible. Nothing can destroy God, Brahman. And then verse 18 said that the physical bodies of human beings go through birth and death, have a beginning and an end. But the Atman is eternal. 
The Atman does not change. Atman is beyond this waking world. So those were 16, 17, 18 we covered. Does anyone have any questions? Sorry, someone just joined and they got their mic on. Okay. Does anyone have any questions on, on those three? Yeah. So Krishna is trying to explain to Arjuna, listen, you can, don't worry, you can kill the Gauravas because you're not actually killing them. Only the body dies. The Atman, the mind intellect does not die. So he's trying to persuade Krishna. Uh, Krishna's trying to persuade Arjuna to do his duty. Questions? Is that clear to everyone? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with verse 19. And the theme continues. What is this Atman Brahman? As I said, next two verses are directly from the Upanishads, which only talks about that. Verse 19. Yainam <laughs> He who regards this as slayer and he who thinks this is slain, both of them are ignorant. This neither slays nor is slain. So those of you who got the book, this is in capital letters. The T is in capital meaning Brahman Atman. It's referring to Brahman Atman. This as slayer. This neither slays nor is slain. So what does this mean? It's quite simple, actually. It's saying Atman cannot be slain. Atman cannot be killed. Nor can Atman kill. Only the ignorant think this. So, you cannot kill Atman. Neither can Atman kill anyone. What does this mean? Anybody, what does this mean? As far as to your reference is concerned, can anyone understand what this means? Atman cannot be killed, nor can it kill. What does that mean? See, in life, we use this term, we said before, I. I'm a young, I'm a teenager, I'm a child, I'm a young man, I'm an adult, I'm an old man. That I cannot be slain. Cannot be destroyed. You use this term. You're referring to Atman, Brahman, God. Throughout your life, you're referring to, to that. Without knowing what you're referring to. I cannot be slain. Brahman cannot be slain. You say we are living by Atman. 
But what is the role of Atman in beings? Everyone, everyone understand what we're saying here? Atman cannot be killed, nor can it kill. And we are the Atman. But can we be killed? Can we be killed? Dharmesh, can we be killed? The energy in, in us, the Atman, that doesn't die or not reborn, it just exists. That's what you're saying. Our bodies, they come and go, but the Atman carries on. Yeah. So we're never destroyed. This is what he's trying to explain to Arjuna. We aren't killed. We say we're enlivened by Atman. What is the role of Atman in beings? What is the role of Atman in us? What is the role? Yeah, Tanush. The way to understand it is it's the energy cell. Energy cell. So we can say petrol in a car, we compare it with petrol in a car. Now, think about this. Without petrol, the car cannot move. Yeah, nowadays we've got electric vehicles without energy, as Derma said, but we'll just stick to the petrol example. So yeah, I'm gonna let people in. Without petrol, the car cannot move. But petrol has no desire to go anywhere. Nikisha, petrol has no desire to go anywhere. But the car cannot move without petrol. Car can move slowly, the car can move fast. Where the car goes has nothing to do with petrol. It is up to the driver. The car can go slowly, the car can go fast. This has nothing to do with petrol. It depends on the size and power of the engine. If the car gets to its destination safely or if it has an accident on the way, it has nothing to do with petrol. Petrol is neutral. Makes sense, Joshnabin. Whatever happens to the car is irrelevant to petrol. One person kills someone, takes another person's life, or a doctor saves someone's life, has nothing to do with Atman. Similarly, the way a human being acts, the way he behaves, his nature, the quality of action, has nothing to do with Atman, Brahman. It's to do with his vasanas, his desires. But without Atman, nothing is possible. So Atman enlivens a human being, just like petrol enlivens a car, or electricity enlivens a light bulb. So this is the role of Atman, Brahman. God in a human being's life. So Arjuna, if anyone thinks Atman is killed or can kill, this person is ignorant. He does not understand the truths. Any question? That's verse 19. So now you should have some idea of how Brahman Atman behaves. Trishnabin. 
Um, when it comes to like doctors you just mentioned, how does that work then? Because whatever they're doing, it is kind of saving their life. So are we just saying that it's prolonged it or? It's what, sorry, Joshua? Made, it, made them longer, given them a chance to live longer as opposed to shortened it because they're- the, the patient? Yeah. So, so that doesn't- The doctor's role is to save lives. Yeah. That's his job. Atman enlivens the doctor, but his vasanas is such that his role in life is to save lives. He's a doctor. As far as the patient is concerned, if he lives or dies, is based on his vasanas, his karma. The doctor tries his best to save, but if he's able to save his life or not, it would be based on his karma, the patient's karma. Okay. Hmm? Yeah, as Sittal said, COVID vaccine, it took people's lives, people healthy lives. It was their time. Okay. Some are going, some are ready to go, some are ready to come. This is life. Ones that are waiting, are waiting for that transportation. It's full. This is the cycle. We come, we go. Is that okay, just something? So Atman is there, but it has nothing to do with your life, how you live your life. That's based on your vasanas, your karma, your self-effort. How you want to live your life. You're free to do what you wish. That's a very important, if you understand this verse, it's very important. You have a clear understanding about life. No longer will you say, this is what God had. This, I'm, I'm being punished. I'm having a bad time. Well, I deserve it. God has told this. If this is what God thinks, then fair enough. It's got nothing to do with God. It's your own doing. You're responsible. Good and bad things happen. It's your responsibility. You deserve it. Any question? Besides it all. Any question? God has no part in it. What is it that we have faith in? And what is the grace of God then? Does everyone understand the question? Can you repeat that? If God has no role in it, in anything, what is it that we have faith in when we say, I have faith in God? And what is the grace of God then? Okay. Any ideas? You say, by the grace of God. What is the grace of God? See, Brahman, Atman, 
electricity enlivens whatever gadget you plug into it. Electricity is not responsible if the heater blows up and blows, uh, burns the house down. It's not electricity's fault. The role of the electricity is purely to energize whatever gadget you plug into it. So Atman enlivens you, but it's up to you how you live your life. Now, the grace of God, how can we explain grace of God? See, you're here because of the grace of God. You're in this class because of the grace of God. When you do papa, you have negative bus. You become, you do, when you have papa, you have negative karma. When you have, when you do good, you have positive karma. It's grace of God. Someone's looking over you. I have faith you will teach me the right way to live. Faith. You're surrendering to a higher power which you have no knowledge of. I don't know what God is, but there is something. There is something beyond this universe, beyond this world, that makes the sun rise. That makes the seasons go. Changing all the time. There's something there, which I don't understand. But to that power, I surrender to. And everything you are is because of grace of God. Nikisha. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what, as in that's what I was thinking too, but it's, I think it's also to do with maybe the situations that you can't control. Mm -hmm. So we tend to like pray for certain things that we think might not be in our control as well. Yeah. See, when you're in a, as Nikisha said, um, it gives you strength, that faith, that grace, something higher. If you have that faith, it gives you strength at difficult times. See, we can't explain what this grace is, but something's there. So whatever that is, I bow down to. That will show me the right way. And the fact that you're getting this knowledge is from the grace of God. This is the guidance from the grace of God to teach you to live your life in a spiritual manner. Spiritual guidance. Joshnamin. Uh, what we've learned from previously uh, was that God is within us, we are God. So then why are we separating that and saying it's like this extra power? But isn't that our higher intellect that's kicking in to say like the good deeds and the bad deeds and help me? So you're basically um, trying to get your intellect to work better for you. So you are doing these things that support you as opposed yeah. to just thinking that it's something completely out of our control. So am I thinking it in the wrong way? It's like, I'm yeah. trying to make it so that we're not separate, are we? We're not separate, but you have free will. Your vasanas are yours. God has given you free will to live your life the way you want to live it. 
my difficulty is if you're saying God is outside, but you're, you know, we've learned that God is within us. We are God. God okay. is all pervading. Okay. It's not only within us, it's outside us as well. It's everywhere. What did we say in the last class? This whole world is an illusion. It's only Brahman. This whole world is Brahman only. We think we are here. We think in this illusion that we are separate, but we're not. This whole world is illusion. It's Brahman, it's God. But we don't realize it. We don't understand it. This is the problem. We, have our, we identify with Miss Joshna Patel rather than I am Brahman. And this is the problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we, as we go along, as we go into the book, we will understand it more, yeah? yeah. Okay. It's a difficult concept to understand. Yeah. But Brahman is all pervading. It's everywhere. Is it like the drop and the ocean? So the drop is saying, I'm the ocean. And I'm part of the ocean. Mm. Not confusing. Yeah. Brahman is all pervading. Yeah. Everything is Brahman. You just need to understand that now. Yeah. Papa and Punya is, is that your karma is based on your Papa and Punya from your past life and this life. Everything you are right now, your acting is based on your karma. And your Vastas are propelling all your actions. That's all you need to know right now. Is that okay, Joshnabin? We will, we will go into it as we go more into the book. But we're just going slightly off topic, that's all. Any other questions based on the role of Atman in our lives? Okay. Commentary. Emma. Two words, Inam and I am, are used in the verse to mean this. This refers to Atman, the embodied self mentioned in the previous verse. Atman does not slay, nor is it slain, but the ignorant think of Atman as slayer and slain. This is a quote from Kathopanishad, chapter 1, section 2, verse 19. Other such quotations appear in the Gita from the Upanishads which are considered the primary philosophical literature. The role of Atman in a human being is very much like petrol in a car. Petrol provides the energy for movement in all cars. No car can run without petrol. Yet, petrol has nothing to do with the car's movement. Petrol has no desire to go anywhere. The driver chooses the destination. Petrol does not decide the direction in which the car moves. The driver decides that. Petrol does not determine the power of a car. The engine determines that. Petrol does not influence the nature of driving. The car may be driven safely or may meet with an accident. Petrol has nothing to do with it. It remains totally neutral towards all this. Yet it is the very soul of a car. Similarly, Atman is the pr primable 
sorry, primable source of all human activities. Without Atman, there can be no action, yet Atman has no desire for any action. It has nothing to do with the direction or quality of actions, nor is it affected by the actions. Atman neither acts nor can it be acted upon. It neither slays nor can it be slain. The verse states this fundamental truth to clear Arjuna's misconceptions and relieve him of his grief. So Atman cannot be killed, nor does it kill. So Arjuna, don't grieve. Any questions on the commentary? Verse twenty. Na <speaking in foreign language> Najayete mriyate vakadachin Nayam budva bavita vana buyaha Ajonitya sasvato yam purano Nahanyate hanyamane sharire. This, once again, capital T, this is not born, nor does it die nor having been will ever again cease to be. This is unborn, eternal, changeless, ancient. It is not killed when the body is killed. So in this verse, we are given some description, some definition, as to what this Atman is. So we have some idea. It is very difficult for us to understand what Atman is, what God is, Brahman is. Even our languages are limited to be able to explain what this entity is. Words cannot describe something that is beyond this world. We've created languages so that we can understand each other in the world. But this is something beyond this world. How can you explain? Even mathematical equations, we can't explain in words, we have to use symbols. So this is something beyond the world, how can you explain it? So we try to understand what Atman is with these limited descriptions. See, if you think about it, God, we all, everyone believes in God. Most people believe in God, but they can't understand what God is. So they, they, I can identify with his manifestations, Krishna, Ram Bhagwan, Christ, um, Buddha, etc. because they can't understand what God is, but someone who's human, they can understand, they can identify with. So we're given some description of what Brahman is. The first one is Aja, unborn. 
Atman, Brahman is not born or does it die like human beings? It was always there in the past, it is here now, and it will always be there in the future. Human beings go through the process of birth and death, always changing. Human beings are finite, limited. Atman does not go through the process of birth and death. It is infinite, has always been there, hence unborn. So Atman does not go through birth and death. You can take that, just take that, just understand that. Unlike human beings, Atman is, doesn't go through the process of birth and death. Anunabin, could you please just read the um, up to and including unborn, please? This verse also comes from the Kato Upanishad, chapter 1, section 2, verse 18. This, I am, refers to the Supreme Self, Atman. This verse indicates Atman, which lies beyond the limitations of language. Words can only suggest a definition or description of Atman. This verse gives, gives an approximation at best. Ajaha, unborn Atman, is not born when you are born. It does not die when you die. It always was, it is now, it will ever be. Any being that has been born must necessarily die. It is therefore finite. Atman, unborn, and not subject to death, is infinite. Thank you. Second description, eternal. Atman is eternal, nitya. How do I explain eternal? So if we compare us humans to waves in the ocean, just as waves are born, they live for a short period and they die, but the ocean remains the same. Different size waves, different color waves, some with foam, some without, tsunami of waves. It doesn't matter what size. They are born, they live for a short period and they die. But the ocean remains the same. Ocean is not affected. Similarly, us human beings are born and they live for a very short period of time and then we die. But Atman is eternal. Any questions? We're just going round and round trying to explain the same thing so that the penny drops. You get some idea of, okay, what this happen is. You won't know what it is, but you'll get some idea. Can you read the commentary, please? Nityaha, eternal Atman is everlasting. It may be compared to the ocean and living beings to waves in the ocean. Waves are born, they exist for a while, and then they die but the ocean never ceases to exist. Similarly, beings are born, 
They exist for a while and then they die, but Atman exists eternally. Thank you. Next one. Sasvataha, changeless. Everything in this world is constantly changing. Nothing stays the same, but Atman does not change. Morning is born and then dies to give birth to evening. Evening dies to give birth to night. Night dies to give birth to morning. And through this cycle of change, the day is maintained. We're in autumn now, oh, and it's raining. Death of autumn will give birth to winter. The snow, the cold, it can only come after autumn passes. Death of autumn will give birth to winter. Death of winter will give birth to spring. Death of spring will give birth to summer and so on. In this cycle of birth and death of the seasons, the year is maintained. Changing all the time, doesn't stay the same. Similarly, we as humans are born, go through the cycle of childhood. Death of the child brings the birth of the teenager. Death of the teenager brings birth of the adult. Death of the adult brings birth of old age. And from old age, you experience death. And through this cycle of birth and death, we go through changes. But Atman is not born, neither dies. It remains the same, therefore changeless. Any questions? Carol, make sense? Everything's changing. Look around you, everything changes. You're no longer, you're no, not the same person as when you joined the class. You have changed. You have a bit more knowledge of Atman now. Change. You've developed a little bit. Nothing stays the same. Anything stagnant perishes. Oh, remember. Saswataha, changeless. Atman is the one changeless entity with reference to which all changes take place. Birth and death bring about change. Morning dies, giving birth to evening. Evening dies, giving birth to night. Night dies, giving birth to morning. In this chain of birth and death, the day undergoes change. Similarly, your childhood is dead. Youth is born. Youth dead. Manhood born. Manhood dead. Old age is born. In this chain of birth and death, you undergo change. Therefore, not being subjected to birth and death, Atman remains changeless. Thank you. Any questions? These are all self-explanatory explanations, by the way. We're just trying to explain it. There's, in the Upanishad, there's so many more explanations. So many more. But we're just covering a few of them. Purana. Purana means old, ancient. Atman has existed before time itself. It will exist beyond time. It will never not exist. 
Therefore, it is ancient. See, if you think about the concept of time, who created time? Who said there should be 24 hours in a day? Who said there should be 365, 30, uh, 365 days in a year? Who said that? Human beings. We created everything only so that we can identify, we can understand. But Atman has existed, existed before time itself. And it will exist beyond time. Even when this world is no longer, Atman will remain, Brahman will remain. So Krishna is trying to explain to Arjuna, meaning the Atman is not killed when the body is killed. Atman never dies. All humans are the Atman. So what is there to grieve over? Your cousins, your uncles, your grandsires, they're all Atman. You cannot kill them. So what's the problem? Do your duty. Puranaha, ancient. Just as Atman will never cease to exist in the future, it has continued in existence from time immemorial. It is ancient. This verse educates Arjuna on the infinite nature of Atman, the supreme self of human beings. The self does not die even when the body dies. So what is there to grieve over? What is there to grieve over? Any questions? It's ancient. Twenty-one. We've read the commentary, just so I don't forget. Eleven. Vedavina sinam nityam ya enamajam yayam katham sa purusha partha kam gatayati hantikam Vedavina sinam nityam ya enamajam yayam katham sa purusha partha he who knows this to be indestructible, eternal, unborn, immutable, how can that man, O Partha, Partha means Arjuna, slay anyone or cause anyone to be slain? He who knows this to be indestructible, meaning the Atman Brahman, is eternal, unborn, immutable, how can that man, O Partha, slay anyone or cause anyone to be slain? What does he, the first word in capital means? Any idea? He who knows this to be indestructible. What does that mean? He. Who is this person? 
Any idea? Yeah, Thomas. Person is connected to the self. Person. Mean, he means a person with knowledge of Brahman, knowledge of Atman, who knows that Atman is indestructible, eternal, unborn, does not die, which is all of you. We just covered it in the last verse. You are all he and she, as far as this verse is concerned, because you all now know it is indestructible. Yes, correct? Shashi, you now know, right? Nikisha, you know now, yes? So you are this person with knowledge of Atman who knows that it is indestructible, eternal, unborn, does not die. How can that person kill anyone? How can this person be responsible for killing anyone? Oparta, slay. How can they slay anyone or cause anyone to be slain? So, Atman is the core of all human beings. This is like a summary of everything we've covered so far. Atman is the core of all human beings. Atman is enveloped by your vasnas, your body, your mind, your intellect. As we said, just like petrol, the Atman does not perform any action. It has no desire to act. It is not affected by any actions you do. Neither is it responsible for any actions you do. We also said Atman does not go through birth and death. It is the body, mind, intellect that perform all the actions based on your vasanas, your desires. Whatever actions you do, you have to deal with that. You have to deal with the consequences. It is what your karma becomes. You have, you have to take responsibility for your actions. You can't blame it on God's will. God didn't will it. You willed it. Everything you're going through in life right now is based on your past actions. You come into these classes, gaining this knowledge is because of your good actions in the past, that this is your karma. Any questions? Dharmesh, you had a question. So if we take the Atma out of the equation at the moment, yeah, we're propelled by our desires. Beg your pardon? We're, we are propelled by our desires to act them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So these desires come from the past. Yeah. So your vastness, say vastness. Your vastness desires. They are the data where they decide what type of car we have, they decide what type of engine we have to fulfill them. So what energy is that if it's not the Atman? It isn't. So it's like you're saying, what is this heater? Yeah, how can this heater work without electricity? You cannot. It's enlivened. Your vasanas are nothing unless it's enlivened by, by Atman, Brahman, God, the energy source as electricity. Unless 
it is there. There are no vasanas. You can't, the vasanas cannot manifest. Only when there is Atman can your vasanas manifest into desires. Yeah, Ramesh? The vasanas manifest in this waking world when it is enlivened by Atman. But when those desires, vasanas manifest into the thoughts, vasanas manifest into thoughts, manifest into desires, manifest into action. What those vasanas are in you, when they manifest, you have free will to act upon them or not. My neighbor's been making so much noise all night, I feel like killing him. Yeah, that's a thought. You have a choice to go next door and kill, kill your neighbor or not. <laughs> you know, it's, you have a choice to act on that desire or not. That's down to you. You understand? Hence, you're responsible for your actions. But I'm not responsible for my vastness. You are. Who else is? We're going back to that same question. I can feel that same question coming up, Dermis. <laughs> the old age question. No, but the reason I bring it up is because we've got lots of new people. So they may be thinking it and may not want to ask it. So No, that's fine. I'm only kidding. I know, Look, I we're trying to make this, uh, this is so uh, terse, this knowledge. We have to make it a bit fun. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Dermis. So again, people will ask, where do vasanas come from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If not, the Atman must, it must, it must somehow generated it. So our, our so, desires are Atman in, in a sense, because they're in living mm -hmm. as well. So let's say Brahman created this world, correct? This world is Brahman. Brahman created this world. Is everyone with me? Shilabin? Brahman created this world, correct? Created everything in it, correct? Created you, Dharmesh. Gave you vasanas in the beginning to say, here's some vasanas, go and live. Yeah. Your goal in life is to realize the self. Go and do it. What happens? You have vasanas for all worldly things, all sensual things, and you create more and more vasanas for these things. Soon you forget about your goal, which is to become one with the self. Now, who's taken that free will and decided to act on those vasanas and create more vasanas? God has given you that freedom. But what you do with that freedom is up to you. So you're right. God has created the vasanas within you. I'm covering this now, and I never covered it before, because I think now it's easier for you guys to understand. I can't explain this in the first class when you ask. <laughs> yeah. So God has given you free will. Go and do what you wish. Go and create more vasanas if you want. Eliminate your vasanas. Do as you wish. But you will be 
responsible for your actions. Don't blame me. This is your goal in life. Become one with the self. Come back to me. Your goal in life is to come back to me. Become one with me. But it's your choice. So what happens is as you create more and more worldly vasanas, sensual vasanas, the further away, the further away you go from the self. The more sensual vasanas, worldly vasanas, more desires for worldly things, the further you go away from the true purpose. So this Upanishad's Gita is written to help us to come back, to eliminate our vasanas, to just have that one vasana to become one with the self, which is our goal. Come back to where we came from. Is that okay, Damesh? Now you're going to ask me, why did he create us? You know what? I finally understood. Thank you. After oh, all this <laughs> you see, now you would understand. If I explained to you in the first few classes, you would not understand. Now we're studying the Gita, highest philosophy. I can explain to you. Does that make sense now, Dhamish? Any clarifications to what Dhamish asked? So your life, your choice is up to you. So trying to summarize now what Atman is. Clay pot can be broken, but it cannot destroy clay. Yeah, you understand that example? Clay pot can be broken, but clay will always be there. You can make another pot out of it, but clay will always be there. No matter what happens in your dream, when you go to sleep tonight in a dream, there could be a nuclear explosion. The dream can end, but the dreamer cannot destroy the mind. Correct? When you're in the dream world, your mind is creating this world, which we call the dream world. Anything can happen in that dream. Can the mind be destroyed? Whatever happens in the dream, can it destroy the mind? Where the dream originated from? Can the mind be destroyed, Shilabin? In the dream. Mind is everlasting, according to the dream. Eternal, according to the dream. Similarly, Atman, the I in you cannot be destroyed by killing the body, mind, intellect. You are eternal. You are the spirit. You are self. You are Brahman. You are God. But the problem is you don't know it. And that's the problem. So Krishna is saying to Arjuna, Look, Arjuna, if you understand that Atman never dies, does not kill anyone, neither can it be killed, then what is your problem? Stop grieving, get on with your duty. But I cuss Arjuna due to his ignorance, lack of knowledge, identifies with the body, mind, intellect, my uncle, my cousins, my grandsire, rather than the self. Hence, he is mentally agitated and grieving. But he will get there. 
come chapter 18, end of chapter 18, he kills everyone. So he will get there. He will fulfill his duty. So in life, all of us, all our problems, all our agitation, he said, she said, all that nonsense, all because of our ignorance. Life has ups and downs. Just get on with it. Be true to yourself. Any questions? So it's a lot to process. That's why we have a Tuesday evening class now to discuss if anybody has any questions, we can take it in more detail as a more casual class. Uh, could you read the commentary, please? The real self in human beings is not born, nor does it die. It exists eternally. It is imperishable, immutable. Besides, the self does not initiate or perform any action. It is neither responsible for any action, nor is it affected by any. The body's enveloping Atman go through birth, growth, and death. They perform all actions. They are affected by action. The verse brings out this truth. The self cannot kill anyone or cause anyone to be killed. Arjuna, in his ignorance, believes that he is killing his kinsmen and causing others to be killed. He identifies with his body, mind, and intellect, rather than with the true self. His misconception and wrong identification with the material layers caused his mental agitation and grief. That's it. Any questions relating to what we've discussed today? Any general questions? The next verse, verse 22, is very interesting. If you understand verse 22, you understand the process of birth and death and reincarnation perfectly. Don't miss the next verse. You will understand exactly what happens at death. The whole process. Explains reincarnation perfectly. That's why I'm not taking up today because it's, it's quite hard to understand. And uh, I want to, you guys to understand it when you're all fresh. Any general questions? This, these, questions these verses are very fatiguing mentally. Yeah. If you concentrate on them, they're very fatiguing because you're not used to concentrating at that level. Shilawin, did you have a question? Good. Dermesh, any other questions? You're Puripurna now, fulfilled. For today, at least. That's what I like to hear. Never be content until you reach that goal. Never be content. Keep asking questions. 
And I can see all of you are growing now, developing, because you're asking certain questions now, which you can only ask if you've learned subject. Krishna Bin, Dharmesh, all of you. Okay, well, you all ask questions now, which are with uh, understanding. And uh, it takes a long time to get to that level. It's a long time, a lot of hard work, a lot of effort. This subject is not easy. You all know now. Some of you have been with me in this classes. There's like over 150 classes we've done so far to get to this level, some of you. <laughs> Just to understand this. So it's not easy. And, uh, you know, hats off all of you who are still here. Great. Well, have a nice Sunday.